Hi, this is William Carter, and I am in SAL 630, Legal Aspects of Sports, in Dr. Robert Epling's class. And this is case analysis number two, um, where we had to pick uh, of one of three cases. Uh, and the case that I decided to pick was uh, Cohen versus Brown University. Um, and this case was... Um, in 1996, uh, it was heard April 1st, 1996, and it was decided November 21st, 1996. Um, so the main plaintiff uh, in this case was Amy Cohen. She was a student athlete at Brown University, um, and it was uh, part of a class action lawsuit as well. So it was herself individually, as well as other female athletes at Brown University. Um, and the defendant was Brown University, the president of the university, as well as the athletic director at the university. Uh, so the main um, justification kind of for the the case was that uh, it was a Title IX um, inequality uh, breach. Um, so that was the main purpose of the case. Um, it was heard in the First Circuit. Um, that's where the case was heard and determined. Um, it did go to the Court of Appeals later on, but it was first heard in the um, First Circuit. Um, so some of the background of the case, um, what happened at Brown University and while Amy Cohen and the other student athletes de decided to file the case was that Brown University cut the women's gymnastics and volleyball teams at the university, which were university funded athletic programs. And then they became donor funded athletic programs with lost uh, all their university funding side of things. Brown University also cut the men's water polo and men's golf. So in essence, it kind of looked even. They uh, cut two sports of each, um, but with the um, not as many women's sports at the university to begin with, uh, it was more drastic than uh, just the cut of two and two equal sports. So that was the main kind of deciding factor was the university cut two women's sports and two men's, but uh, the women's sports uh, was a bigger breach of the Title IX um, Equal Opportunity Act for uh, all sexes and um, no non-discrimination. So um, that was the biggest uh, background kind of court of the part of the case. Um, so as we continue on, let's talk a little bit about uh, Title IX in general, because Title IX was the main reason for this uh, class action lawsuit, Cohen versus Brown. So Title IX is uh, big in equal opportunity and non-discrimination in um, in the higher education. It was Department of Education uh, law that was enacted, so equal opportunity to um, both sexes and some other things in general. But that's the main thing uh, for this case was equal opportunity for the uh, women's sports as well as the men. So um, since I previously worked at a university, pretty familiar with uh, Title IX, I've had to do some staff trainings and stuff working at a university. And I know it's a little bit more than the athletic side of things, but for this case in particular, the main focus is on the athletic side for this Title IX case, and um, which is under the Department of Education. So when we look at the uh, court's decision or disposition of the case, um, the First Circuit decided to reinstate both uh, women's sports until there could be a further investigation. So both of the women's gymnastics and um, the women's volleyball were reinstated uh, when the First Circuit heard it. Heard it. Um, and also when it went to appeals, the appeals court also upheld that same ruling until they could be more determination into the case and kind of looked into the case. So um, Brown uh, was to submit um, 
another compliance plan after the ruling to see if they met the Title IX agreements and uh, kind of met those um, understandings. And when you look at Title IX, the big thing that came out of Title IX was um, universities um, in higher education had to meet the three-part test of Title IX. Um, so the first one was the proportionality test, which means that the student-athletes and the um, female-male ratio of student-athletes should be um, within a certain percentage, uh, usually around 5% of the student population percentage of uh, male and female. So if the male was 55 and uh, female was 45, the student athlete should be within 5% of that population uh, ratio as well, according to the proportionality test. The second part of the Title IX is the expansion test. And this is uh, if the school or university had a history of expanding opportunities for the underrepresented sex. So um, if they had a big uh, male population of student um, athletics programs and uh, did the school have a history of adding more or expanding more female opportunities for um, that school or university. And then the third was the interest test which is um, that the university or school is accommodating the interest of the underrepresented sex. Um, so that third one was the important one for this case. Um, Brown University was not um, meeting the first, the proportionality test or the expansion test, but they were interested in saying that they met the interest test, which was the third of the three tests for to be in compliance of Title IX. So in order for a university to be compliant with Title IX, they had to um, just only meet one of those three tests. So the main one uh, for the, as I mentioned, uh, Brown was ruling that they did meet the interest test uh, because they did not meet the proportionality or the expansion test. So um, their fight against this was that the interests of the female uh, students on campus at Brown University were not as interested in athletics as they were as the male students on campus in this uh, instance. So that was their kind of justification for cutting the sports um, and that they were not in breach of the Title IX rulings. So with that uh, in mind, um, Brown obviously knew that they didn't meet the other two and they had to claim that the female students were less interested in the sports than the male students. So that was their main backing and defendants of the case. Um, and the court uh, eventually ruled that um, that was not the case. So they did not agree that uh, that was a fair assessment for the university, and they did not meet the interest test as well. So the court did rule against Brown University and said that they had to come up with a new um, compliance plan in order to be compliant with the Title IX processes. So as I uh, discussed, uh, it was determined that the university, uh, Brown University, had to implement both um, women's sports back into um to the university's athletic program due to uh, the Title IX not meeting one of the three aspects. So that was the main outcome of the case. Um, and some of the ramifications, I guess, of the decision in sport. Um, so one of the big things that came out of it is that the courts, uh, after this case, um, they adopted the three-part test uh, from the Title IX. So the Title IX had that three-part test that I mentioned earlier. And after this kind of the Cohen-Brown case, courts kind of officially adopted uh, the three-part tests where university had to be compliant in at least one of those three areas. Um, and then another part of this uh, case 
um, was that Title IX, um, the Brown University was saying that it violated the 14th Amendment, uh, the Equal Protection Clause. Um, and also the ruling in this case was that um, the Title IX um, does not uh, violate the Equal Protection Clause of the 14th Amendment. So um, after Brown lost their uh, one of three tests for the Title IX, they then went on to fight that Title IX was not um, in fairness of the 14th Amendment and that it did violate the 14th Amendment Equal Protection Clause, which they did lose that fighting battle as well. So um, Brown University um, was unsuccessful in kind of fighting the Amy Cohen and the uh, rest of the student athletes. So they had to adopt the sports back into the university as well as the kind of big adoption of that three-part test for title nine was a big um, takeaway from this uh, law case and then the title nine um, ruling also that it did not affect the or violate the equal protection clause of the 14th amendment would probably be some of the biggest ramifications for sports so when we look at title nine it's definitely a big um, deal with universities and higher education so in particular the department of education uh, gives funding to education schools and universities that are in compliance so if you're not in compliance with uh, the title nine you can lose a lot of your funding which is a very big deal to higher education, um, making sure you get the funding to get kids there, you get out-of-town kids, and make sure you're staying up with the times at a university. So this was a very big case for Title IX in particular, which is why it kind of stood out to me because I uh, worked at a university and like dealing with Title IX, and I think it's very interesting to make sure we keep everything on an even playing field for everybody that wants to participate in sports and keep everybody safe in higher education. Um, so I was looking for kind of the research into this uh, this topic in this case brief. I used uh, three resources. The first was um, LexisNexis.com. Uh, it covered a law school case brief of this Cohen versus Brown University case. The second one that I used was LawResource.org. Um, it was another website that uh, got into some details about this case. And then thirdly, there was a PDF um, from Congressional Research uh, Service. And this was uh, a PDF about Title IX, sex discrimination, and intercollegiate athletics uh, legal overview. So it gave me some good justification on like the Title IX and the three tests, as well as some of the court rulings and some of the outcomes for the Cohen case was particularly that was important for this case. So um, I enjoyed learning more about this case and uh, hope you have a great day. Thank you.